The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. Well, that was a fun afternoon of baseball, wasn't it, Royals fans? Said nobody ever. Welcome in to Clubhouse Conversation. This is your dish for game three of the Toronto series. And it's a good thing the Royals won the first two because, yikes, today was not their day. As really, Toronto pistol whipped the Royals this afternoon, 12 to 2. You might even say took them in the backyard and smacked them around a little bit. 12 to 2 Blue Jays. After we saw the Blue Jays score seven runs in the first inning off of poor Aaron Brooks. And I feel bad for the guy. I've had the chance to get to know him a little bit. He's a real good kid. It's not something you like to see out there from Aaron Brooks. I think probably most people knew coming in that he wasn't ready for the start. It was kind of out of bare necessity as Kyle Zimmer had to be shut down and Bruce Chen is not ready yet just starting his rehab assignment. And, you know, you maybe had Sugar Ray Merriman and you maybe had John Lamb as outside possibilities to come in. I guess you could have gone maybe Michael Marriott and did a bullpen day. But the Royals chose to go with Aaron Brooks, who normally has great control. But, man, not in this one. I don't really even want to recap, you know, recap that whole first inning. There's no point. It's just going to depress us all even more. But Aaron Brooks didn't even get an out until the ninth hitter of the first inning. Double play hit into by Anthony Ghost. It took until the ninth hitter of that first inning for Aaron Brooks, who's normally got pinpoint control in the minor leagues, but not today. Two-thirds of an inning, seven runs, five hits, three walks. He hit two batters, struck out nobody, and Aaron Brooks leaves the game with a 43.88 ERA. 43.88. And, of course, instantly, Royals fans, well, coming into the game, already were joking around about Eduardo Velasquez, the infamous Velasquez, as 10 years ago this month, he came into a game at Yankee Stadium, also an afternoon game, and had a very similar start to what Aaron Brooks did. Oh, goodness. Hopefully Brooks has a better career because that would be the only game that Velasquez would ever get into at the major league level. I mean, the kid's got to lower his ERA, doesn't he? He deserves some more outings for that. So it's too bad for Brooks. He was probably rushed a little bit. I think most people knew he wasn't ready for this start. He's a kid that does have some upside that throws strikes. He has a nice little slider. I, I could see Brooks coming back here at the major league level and having a nice career as a long reliever, maybe a fifth starter. But it's just too bad that that happened to him today. He's a good kid. We'll hope he gets back up at some point. But you know, the other good, the only good thing I guess you can say about today is that the Royals bullpen was able to get through the game without any of those key relievers coming in that we'll need to win the game tomorrow, and without forcing any position players to throw because we didn't have Mitch Meyer around these days. You know, we didn't have Jamie Carroll, or David Howard, or Willie Bloomquist. So, you know, three and a third from Michael Marriott. He allowed four runs on six hits, two strikeouts, no walks. Not particularly effective, but he was able to give the Royals some innings. I'm guessing there's a pretty good chance with him having a 6.87 ERA and being burned out for two days that we might see another arm come up from Omaha. Already, Francis Lee Buena will be activated in Aaron Brooks's spot. So that's a good thing. You've got tomorrow, the following relievers are completely fresh tomorrow. You've got Aaron Crow fresh, Calvin Herrera fresh, Wade Davis fresh, Greg Holland fresh, Francis Lee Bueno fresh. So that's five. The Royals might want another long reliever for tomorrow in case again goes extra innings or, God forbid, something happened to Guthrie early in the game. So I could see Marriott possibly going down tomorrow. You know, maybe not even for a pitcher. It could even be for another, 
you know, a Jimmy Paredes type guy, although, you know, Paredes can't be called up for another nine days because he was sent down today. But with the Royals going to a couple games in the National League Park, they may want more than a four-man bench. So it could be a move as well for Michael Marriott going down for position player. We'll see, but we know Bueno's coming back for Brooks tomorrow. We'll see if there's another move made prior to tomorrow. But the player of the game after Marriott was Tim Collins. How about three scoreless innings for Tim? One hit, three strikeouts. Hell of a job for Tim Collins. Those three scoreless innings were giants because actually now Lewis Coleman would also be available tomorrow in an emergency. I forgot about him. He mopped up with one run. A walk, two hits, not particularly effective. Again, for Coleman, whose ERA is now bloated all the way up to 6.27. He's allowed at least one earned run and four straight appearances, has Lewis Coleman. So not what you're hoping for out of a guy that's one of my favorite relief pitchers, one of my favorite prospects in the whole system. He's been so effective the last two years. You just keep running him out there and thinking it's going to turn around. Hopefully it will, but it's, it's amazing how fickle relief pitchers are. And some of the shelf life on some of these guys, not saying Coleman, just saying in general, some of the shelf life on these guys is a lot shorter than you would imagine and like. But offensively, not even worth discussing in this one. What was the point? The bats meant nothing by the top of the second. The Royals didn't score early, which is good to see. On an RBI base hit by Brett Hayes. But, you know, Billy Butler is is hitting the ball hard, has a great approach up there right now. I guess Billy Butler would be one guy to talk about. I said even a few days ago when he was mired in that little mini slump for a week, he was having much better at bats. His approach is a lot better. He was hitting the ball harder. He continues to do that now with some, you know, positive things happening so Billy Butler kept things going two hits a piece for Gerard Dyson and Pedro Siriaco but really there's what you know why why even talk about the offense the game was over irrelevant so uh tomorrow we see Mark Burley who has been somehow as tough as he's ever been before in this stretch to start the 2014 season versus Jeremy Guthrie check this Burley has allowed three earned runs or less in his last six starts and four of those six two earned runs or less so he continues to just mow down hitters. It's going to be a tough one tomorrow. You hope the Royals can maybe get three runs in seven innings. You know, scratch across three. Hope Guthrie can go seven innings, six innings, three run ball or so. And make it a bullpen game. You like your odds with, with Wade Davis available fully tomorrow. And the other guys we mentioned earlier, Greg Holland, and so on and so forth. So if the Royals could try to, you know, claw their way, it's going to be important to see some pitches tomorrow. They're going to need to go up there with better approaches. One thing about today I didn't like, by the way, that first inning, I didn't like Aoki going up there and swinging at the second pitch of the game. A nine-pitch first inning, that's one negative I'll say about the offense versus a guy you've never seen. See some pitches up there, guys. Your approach has been better. So that's one negative thing I will say about the offense today, although they did come back and see 25 pitches there in the second inning when the game was over. But didn't love that approach in the first inning today. They'll do a lot better tomorrow. Speaking of Aoki, I imagine he'll be off tomorrow after taking one in the cup yesterday and you know, again, in the leg today, I think Aoki's probably off tomorrow. I think you'll probably see Gerard Dyson playing in center tomorrow with Kane and Wright, and the rest of your lineup will be normal. You'll have everybody else back in there. But would you lead off Dyson then, or would you put Infante lead off? It'll be interesting to see if you move Kane up in the in the lineup. We'll see what they do. Maybe Infante leading off, Kane second? I don't know. I'm thinking outside the box here. The grand scheme lineups don't matter that much. But we'll see what the Royals do because I would predict that Dyson will be in there tomorrow again, especially after a couple of hits. And a guy that's a little bit quicker can bunt, can do a little bit more than Aoki maybe can. And if you get him on base, you've got a much better chance of maybe stealing a run than you would against Aoki. And a tough pitcher like Burley, you'll need every ounce of good luck and skill that you can get to squeeze across and push across some runs tomorrow in Game 4. So we'll hope the Royals can go out and steal Game 4 tomorrow. I almost call it stealing because the series, they split it. That's the realistic best-case scenario was splitting this series. They already did that. 
come out tomorrow, win three out of four, and get out of town just two under 500 with all the momentum in the world back in your favor as you head to St. Louis, a team that's very similar to you that pitches the ball well, plays good defense, but can't really hit for power in the early parts of this year. The Royals match up, I think, pretty well with Duffy and Shields. Two power pitchers. There's no DH. There's you know at least two at-bats versus a pitcher, so you've got a, you know, a, a way to get out. So I like the Royals' odds in that St. Louis series from a selfish Royals standpoint of just our starting pitchers. So, gosh, somehow someone get out of town with a win tomorrow. Come on, Guthrie, you can do it. Let's quiet those bats. Maybe Toronto got all their offense out of the way today. I doubt it, but let's hope so. We'll talk to you again tomorrow, though, here on Clubhouse Conversation. Also excited, we'll be interviewing a prominent Omaha Storm Chasers relief pitcher on Monday here on Clubhouse Conversation. That's coming up. I've got former... Rookie of the Year and All-Star Greg Olson, who pitched a couple of years for the Royals in 96 and 98, setting up Jeff Montgomery in that bullpen. I have him coming up next week. So a couple other surprises for you as well. Book some very interesting and exciting interviews here on Clubhouse Conversation. Tell a friend about it, at Royals Clubhouse on Twitter. Subscribe on iTunes. Listen here on the website, clubhouseconversation.com.